You're listening to the World Watch Weekly Podcast by Open Doors Canada. The goal of this podcast is to help you pray for your persecuted family. Since 1955, when Brother Andrew went behind the Iron Curtain for the first time, Open Doors has been strengthening persecuted Christians where faith costs the most. For more information about Open Doors Canada or about the World Watch List, please visit our website at www.opendoorsca.org. Enjoy today's episode. Hello and welcome back to the World Watch Weekly Podcast from Open Doors Canada, where we discuss the persecuted church worldwide and how we in Canada can be praying for our brothers and sisters. We're doing another deep dive into a country today, and it's the nation of Kazakhstan. Andrew, would you tell us a little bit about Kazakhstan and its place on the World Watch list right now? Yes, Kazakhstan is number 41 on the 2021 World Watch list. Now, on the 2020 World Watch list, Kazakhstan was 35, and so it's dropped six spots and many might think oh that's great lots of improvement happening in kazakhstan but the reality is is that their persecution score has really not changed very much it's the many other countries have gotten worse and surpassed them on the list and so it is a a, a country of great amounts of pressure for christians not as much violence but lots of pressure in in all areas of life private life community life church life national life and uh it is uh, a country that uh we would like to talk to you about today yeah to understand kazakhstan like every country in the central asian region you have to go back to the fall of the ussr and a lot of the soviet republics became independent countries. And Kazakhstan in 1991 was the last one to do so, the last former Soviet Republic uh, to become an independent country. And of all of those former Soviet Union states, these Central Asian countries, Kazakhstan probably managed the economic transition of the time best. It's unique among the Central Asian countries in that its uh, country's government have typically been very eager to participate in the international community, to uh, cooperate, host international events, uh, and so forth. But pressure for Christians really took off about a decade ago, in in 2010-2011, when the Kazakh regime under President uh, Nursultan Nazarbayev began to take on a more dictatorial character, which was sort of the first thing that brought Kazakhstan uh, more in line with the other countries of Central Asia. It brought in some repressive policies, brought in strict media control, some legislative restrictions in religious affairs. These are all introduced and implemented. The purpose being to maintain the government's hold on its power. You see, for Kazakhstan and a lot of these other former Soviet republics, the hold of Soviet atheism was still a part of the nation. It was still in the, the minds of the citizens. Right now, Islam is the main religion in Kazakhstan. But unlike some other countries on the world watch list, we wouldn't call Kazakhstan a Muslim country because these 70 plus years of atheism during the Soviet era left such a deep influence on the citizens that the government, the political heirs of the Soviets, is actually very staunchly secular. And it seeks actually to keep Islam under control along with Christianity, and along with other religions. So even though the country itself is majority Islam, the government really tries to put pressure on all religions, not just Christianity. 
Now, with that said, the overwhelming majority of the population does follow Islamic tradition. And they say to be a Kazakh is to be a Muslim. That's the belief of many Kazakh citizens. And so what does that mean for Christians in the country? Well, it, it particularly means that converts face increased pressure because they face it from their family and their friends and their local community, their Muslim community, not necessarily from the government because the government is secular, but uh, they do face it from uh, their family and friends. And so that means that converts face a lot more pressure in the countryside rather than in the major cities. And, and, and relatives will oppress converts to Christianity, sometimes using physical abuse and attempts to make them turn back to Islam. And sometimes it can even be done by the local police. Now, on top of this Muslim persecution, that doesn't mean the government is not doing anything in regards to persecution. We mentioned that in September of 2011, when the new dictatorial regime took over and new legislation was introduced, it began to regulate religious affairs on all kinds of religion. And there were a lot of consequences for Christians as a result. A few of the things that the legislation put into place is the need for all religious communities uh, to register with the government. Or at the time, it was a re-registration because of the new, the new situation. But it's a highly bureaucratic procedure, which not everyone can do. And so the result is that only a fraction of the religious communities are able to actually get registered. And then the unregistered religious activity is banned. And so leading or participating in or financing unregistered church groups is punished. And this has significant effects, especially on Christian groups that actually refuse to register with the government or some who do not pass the requirements of the registration procedure. And so when your place of worship doesn't have approval from local or central government, they lose the opportunity to legally worship. And on top of the registration, it's expected that all founders of religious communities have to be Kazakh citizens. And so any foreign nationals cannot come in and try to plant a church. Professional programs to prepare Christian uh, leaders can only be done by organizations that are registered nationally, which in Kazakhstan for Christians basically means only the local Russian Orthodox Church. And further, religious organizations cannot evangelize or proselytize to youth, especially if their parents object to that religion. So any religious activity on children's holidays, uh, outreach based around sports and camps and so forth are prohibited. And so Christian work among children and youth becomes very difficult. And the result of all of this is intense pressure on the Christian community and they find themselves unable to really share their faith. So life is, is difficult for churches and believers in Kazakhstan. In 2020, at least 16 Kazakh Christians were fined for illegal religious activities, including leading an unregistered church and distributing and selling Christian literature. And that, that information is reported by an organization called Forum 18. And an example from, from churches, last year, two neighboring churches in the capital, Nur Sultan, were told their buildings were needed for a new kindergarten, and so they were evicted and told they had to leave. And so representatives of, of area churches told Open Doors at the time of, of these churches uh, being evicted that registered churches were being checked with uh, increasing frequency and faced increased restrictions, and, and unregistered churches 
while it was becoming even more difficult for them to meet. Now, like in, in many countries on the World Watch List, not all Christians face an equal amount of persecution. And now we've already mentioned that there can be differences between the city and the countryside, but particularly in Kazakhstan, Russian Orthodox churches experience the fewest problems from the government because they don't usually at- attempt to evangelize the Kazakh population. And it is uh, Kazakh Christians from a Muslim background who actually bear the brunt of the persecution or the worst of the persecution, largely from their family, but also from the state. There's reports of converts who are locked up by their families for long periods, beaten, and may eventually be expelled from their communities. And, you know, there's reports of local mullahs uh, uh, preaching against them. And so this really shows that the pressure is high on Christians in Kazakhstan. So are there any reasons to be optimistic for the church in Kazakhstan moving forward? Well, there have been some potentially positive developments in Kazakhstan in the last couple of years. In January of 2019, the government actually abandoned adding amendments to the country's restrictive 2011 religion law, which we talked about earlier. And so it abandoned that, uh, which was seen as, as religious freedom conditions beginning to move in a positive direction. A lot of this has happened because Kazakhstan has sought to make a concerted effort to improve its record on religious freedom, working to design and implement reforms in conversation with their U.S. counterparts, including the U.S. Department of State. And, you know, and, and since then, there's been a decrease in administrative prosecutions involving religious offenses. And so that's, a, that's definitely a positive thing in the country. But some of the World Watch List analysts say it's too soon to be optimistic about developments in Kazakhstan because the December 2020 elections were held without any opposition party. And the government's attitude towards activists and journalists has not changed either. And so we'll see what happens. We continue to pray and believe that positive change will come to Kazakhstan. As we were researching for this episode, I came across a quote from a believer in Central Asia. And many of the countries in Central Asia experience similar types of persecution. And and, uh, this believer said this, and, and it's very challenging, and it really shows why some or many Christians choose to stay in countries where persecution is is tough. He said this, If I leave, who will tell them about Jesus? How can they learn about him if not through me? The more brutally they beat me, the more I saw their need for loving Jesus Christ. And so with that kind of attitude and that kind of courage, We want to lift up our brothers and sisters in Kazakhstan in prayer. Let's talk about some ways that we can pray today. The first thing we want to do is we want to pray particularly for church leaders. In Kazakhstan, they endure a lot of government suspicion and interference in their lives and faith. And so we want to pray that they'll be able to worship without impediment and that church leaders who are currently detained will be set free. And we'll pray for converts from Islam specifically that they would be protected from oppression and discrimination from their family, from their friends and their community. And we want to pray that God would work in the hearts of the leaders of Kazakhstan. You know, the country has been a single party government for decades and the control is tight, but we know that God can make known his truth, make known the truth of his kingdom to those in government in Kazakhstan. 
So let's pray. Lord Jesus, we know that we are the body of Christ as the church. And we know that when one part suffers, all suffer with it. And so we are thinking today of our brothers and sisters who are part of the body of Christ in Kazakhstan, those who are suffering because of their faith. Uh, Lord, we can imagine that this is just such a difficult situation uh, for them to be in with pressure from the government and pressure from family and friends and community uh, pressing down on them in all areas of life. And we pray today for a special blessing and protection for the church in Kazakhstan. We pray for the church leaders, Lord, who are seeking to shepherd their congregations and spread your name in Kazakhstan, but are doing so under government suspicion and constant interference in their lives. Lord, we pray that changes would be made and that they would be able to worship without impediment. Lord, I pray that they would be given freedom to have church services and, uh, and to evangelize and share their faith without worrying about jail time or, or government restrictions. Lord, for those church leaders who have been detained in the past, I pray for freedom. I pray that you would break down walls, physical and spiritual walls and, uh, and barriers, Lord. And I pray that you would do a mighty work through your children uh, there in Kazakhstan. We pray also for those who have converted from Islam and have been shunned by their families as a result. Lord, the idea of changing one's faith apart from their family can be so uh, challenging and so traumatic for many people, but those who have chosen to follow Jesus are willing to do that. And so, Lord, I pray that you would bless them for that decision and that uh, despite having lost their community, that you would grant them new family and new community through the church. Lord, would you give them opportunities to connect with other brothers and sisters? And may little communities of believers around the nation uh, begin to grow, begin a new movement of the church. And finally, Lord, we pray for the leaders of Kazakhstan. Uh, for the new president who's come in since 2019, I pray that his government would uh, feel led to make changes. Lord, I pray that religious freedom would become a new priority for them. May your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. And may it come in Kazakhstan specifically today, we pray, God. We are excited, Lord, to see what you will do in the nation of Kazakhstan and how you will grow and protect your church. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks so much for listening to today's podcast. If you did enjoy the podcast, we would love for you to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast and share it with someone so that they can know more about the persecuted family. And if you have any questions, we would love for you to email us at podcast at odcan.org. We would love to hear from you. Thanks so much for listening today. God bless. See you next week. Thank you for listening to this episode of World Watch Weekly from Open Doors Canada. For more information on how to pray for our persecuted family, please visit our website, www.opendoorsca.org click get involved and then click prayer.